0: Lead and feel. I couldn't wait for this episode to be published. It's truly made my day and get me into those higher positive vibrations. Meet Roland, the co-founder and director of DJ School Amsterdam. We talk about his journey to find his purpose and to pursue his inner feeling. He's also sharing his experiences in coaching other DJs to be and how important the support network of people who are dear to you is for all of us, especially in these current times. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. I'm still having thrills when I recall this talk. Enjoy. Yes, then we are live. Hello. Uh, welcome. Good afternoon, Roland. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much for, for joining and for having you here. And um Yeah, basically just, how are you? How are you today? How are you? Yeah, we
1: just talked a little (laughs) bit about it. But uh, I think uh, in general, I'm a very, uh, I'm always doing great, which is a big word. But yes, I don't think I have much to complain about in life. Mm -hmm. But I must say this year is the first one that I actually started feeling uh, different in a way that uh, it's flattened my, um, my, my experience of, of life in general, so where, where normally everything is uh, enthusiastic and you have these highs that actually make you feel life is worthwhile, like these mm-hmm. moments of happiness. Uh, uh, this year there's been uh, less of those, mm-hmm. and uh, we all know what the circumstances are. Yes. But so I think life is a bit uh, boring and a bit of yeah, obligatory uh, this time.
0: And since I'm kind of also desperate to look around for any suggestions or, you know, golden tricks, what has been keeping you alive then? Oh, yeah, (laughs) that's a good one.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, well, I'm a coach myself. So in general, I'm very optimistic (laughs) about other possibilities. But I must say, in this year, I I was always also focusing on more personal coaching uh, outside of just the DJ and producer profession. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I did put a little hold to that because I felt I have to actually believe that what I can tell people is wh- how I really feel and how I can handle myself. Mm-hmm. And uh, in this case, I find it a little bit harder to say that because the circumstances are so forcing in, in, in a sense that it makes life less worthwhile mm-hmm. that, I, that I actually put a stop to that because I, I couldn't sell that message that well. Uh, wow. But in general, to keep surviving myself I think it's to focus on things that are really important in life because I think what Corona might have done for some people is actually make you focus on what is important in life. And those are to me simple things like relationships and uh, really sticking to your own game plan in life as to who are you, what do you want, how do you feel about things. And if you listen to yourself real real well, that is the best um, remedy to cope with anything, including Corona in this time. So um might have some positive impact for people that change their life due to corona as to what do i really want to do and where do i want to focus on because life is fragile as we see right now um, but for me it means okay keep that focus there and then make the best of it and uh in the beginning it was easy because you focus on your family it's like oh we're in this together you know and then as soon as i noticed which i noticed pretty quickly that it wasn't that dangerous like, let me talk that way you start. Uh, I started protesting a little bit against the, well, the, all the restrictions that I thought were a little bit uh, too much. Okay. Uh, but again, I stopped that as well because it's it's putting energy in something that you cannot change that much. So uh, um, besides that, it's just yeah, go on with your daily business, <laughs> okay. and then uh, hope for better weather, which means that you can actually feel oh yeah, you know, yeah, it's, yeah. life is becoming better again.
0: I th- probably would sound very Dutch, but like when I saw snow, hail, rain, everything all together <laughs> last Monday, I just wanted to like, what the hell, you know? Like, yes. can it go worse? You know?
1: No, that was the all-time low, I think. <laughs> but I-, I was happy that before that it was good weather and-, and normally I would go outside and go fishing and put everything in my garden so that it's ready for summer, but I did not do that because I thought, no, it, it can't be that soon. So there's going to be a-, a drawback and it's here now. So. I was really happy not to be too optimistic yeah. because uh, we have to start over again. Yeah,
0: yeah, sure, sure. Oh Jesus, yes. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah, it's just uh, I think all of us in it all together, indeed. So uh, yeah, I think what what triggered me and what intrigued me, Roland, was you, what you mentioned that uh, you, yeah, you are a coach and then you want to preach like you want to live what you preach, but then at yeah. some point you said like, hey, I don't believe it, like I don't want to just sell some fake shit to people. No, no. And uh, so I think it's a really, really you know, beautiful way to just to also check with yourself. What I actually, what I say, it's still what I believe in. Yeah. People yeah. will sense it, right? People yeah. will sense that fakeness. And yep. I, to be honest, you know, Instagram and all social media are just full of that stuff. And yes. sometimes like, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm puking, you know, when I see it, like, oh yeah. no, man, I yeah. can't just keep on looking by sight all the time, you know, yeah. and then just keep on smiling. Yeah. So then what you mentioned about your journey, about like going back to your core, like for who you truly are. So how has been your, how has it been for you, like your journey to where you are at this moment and uh, where you became or where you got to know that, yeah, it is me, I'm on the right path.
1: Yeah. In life in general, you mean? Yeah, in, yeah, life in general. Yeah.
0: Of course, uh, I'm happy to hear about your DJ school uh, yeah. adventure, and I think people will be very interested to, uh, to know as well. Just start yeah. whatever you want to, and then let's go from there. Okay,
1: so I was born, no, no, I won't <laughs> start that early. Uh, but yes, I, th- I think it's interesting because the DJ school is an example of how mm-hmm. I stayed close to myself. I started off DJing, which was a very I think it, i tell this story as inspiration to to students or anyone that is about to want to change his or her life mm-hmm. i think it was very important for me to have support in the direction you want to go uh, and i didn't get like a, a great support in a way that yeah you have to become a dj like like my parents were the first uh, source of influence of course mm-hmm. and they th- but what was a key moment for me was that i was studying uh, child psychology And i was almost finished i only had to write the paper stuff but uh, i was not motivated it was like Mm -hmm. i I can't do this i I, i'm not motivated i'm not good at doing things that i'm not motivated for so also in school i just went through it like what do i have to get to get to to the new next class Uh, but i was never intrinsically motivated so for me to feel when i got in contact with the DJing profession that i felt something deep within that that was like wow i think i want to do this it wasn't like anything i thought about It was something i felt and i think that is key i just felt that this was the place i would want to be and if i thought about it, it was logical because i was busy with music starting from age six playing the piano then mm. like doing a lot of musical education as well but then i thought yeah i like dancing i like socializing and i like i like like uh, um, sharing positive energy and i could combine those in dj Now that's the theoretical part, but the practical part was I was just really motivated to want to do it. And that's when I started doing it, which was really simple, just starting off collecting music from my brother's collection, because he had a lot of music and I didn't. Uh, So I was like, I'll rip your collection and get all the dance music I like from it because I need that because you still needed music to be able to be a DJ. Nowadays you can get a lot of stuff online, but then you actually had to get the CDs and the records. Wow,
0: that was a hard and quite a assuming yeah. uh, part. Yes, right?
1: so, yes. Wow. But that the, the DJ profession, I'm going to sound really old right now, but the DJ profession was going out to record shops, searching for that one song in the hundreds of records you would put on and play and yeah. listen to, and then really feeling the enthusiasm like, Oh damn, this is going to make my dance floor go berserk, you know, and then mm. collecting those records, uh, 10, 20 euros, a song. I oh, mean, uh, sometimes I hear painful. people complain. Yeah. <laughs> so now my students complain about one Euro 50. It's like, can I get a illegal download? No, no, man, just buy it for one Euro 50. It's no problem. Uh, but then the days that was the effort you had to invest. But again, I was intrinsically motivated to do so. So it was not hard to do so, but key moment was for me to drop out of my study mm-hmm. and say, I'm going to quit. And then my girlfriend said, yeah, you have to tell your parents, man. you're already doing nothing for two years. So you have to tell them the real deal. like, you're not going to do it. And I was really afraid because of course I was like, they're going to get angry. Mm-hmm. And I said, I'm, I'm not going to finish my study. And then my dad just said, and I still remember it to this day. He just said, okay. And I was like, oh. is that it? Is that it? No. So. Again, that that's not the key into me becoming a DJ, but it was the roots of where it started mm. to become something that was possible, because stopping one thing, and that's also what I'd say a lot of people, it's not so much about starting things, it's also about stopping what you are doing right now. Yeah,
0: making closures.
1: Yeah, for, um, and I made closure, which, which opened up a window for me to do horrible jobs because I had to get some money. So I I was a lot of things where people told me, what are you doing here? I mean, it's not a kind of job for you, right? Yeah. yeah, I have to get the money, man. No problem. And I didn't complain about that, but then the DJ became a bigger part where I started earning money, more money until I could drop all the other stuff. And then from that point I was a DJ, but I did find it hard to tell my environment because I think a lot of people have to cope with that is that you have some kind of uh, like self- uh, value that that is important to let the world know that you're of any purpose like I, I'm a student and if I say I'm a student child, uh, child psychology that went well at birthday parties you know but DJing was still something that you did to pick up girls in the dark corner of a party so I was very much ashamed to tell people that I yeah. was a DJ in that day uh, but I did and then as soon as I started feeling more confident about I'm really good at this I do it for a lot of money, a lot of times a week, mm-hmm. I started to express myself more powerfully about this. And my wife still makes that joke at every party and every person I meet is that don't ask him what he's doing. Because we're going to talk only about his job, you No, know? because it's interesting. People like to know what I do because it's, oh, you're a DJ or, oh, you have a DJ school. And then the rest of the conversation is about that. But uh, mm-hmm. what it says is that I'm, I'm very proud of what I do because it's who I am. Uh, And yeah, just just to elaborate a little bit on that, I think if you find something that suits you, that will make your confidence and your whole personality grow in a great way, as I see with my students. But it's also really important to choose something that you actually can contribute something with. And I really was happy doing DJing because you you make your dance floor happy. Mm -hmm. And now I'm really happy being a coach where I can make my students happy. And I think that's also essential to make you feel good about yourself
0: the change or you
1: see yes
0: your friends, right yes 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 yeah, yeah yeah oh wow oh what h- touched my heart is that you were a little bit insecure when saying it in the beginning but then once you felt it inside of you people felt it too yeah. right so the energy yeah. is immediately changing so yeah they already see you how you want to be seen right yes and you have to start believing first and, yeah uh, i've seen it so many times right that we either you know or we are afraid of our dreams we are afraid of Talking big or uh, mm-hmm. thinking big, but then as mm-hmm. soon as you get the courage, then world just follows us, and then yeah. that's it, right? Uh, my
1: wife had a book that is called "The Universe has Universe has got your back," mm-hmm. and uh, what it means is really um, don't be af- you don't. Uh, what it teaches you is not to be afraid anymore, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, fear uh, limits your possibilities because you think of things that are new or uh, as I cannot do it or I cannot do it yet. And they withhold you from making these changes that can lead you to yourself but as soon as you start witnessing what happens if you do make these changes it makes you fearless because it feels like i can do anything if i put effort into it i mean i cannot do it tomorrow but i might be able to later on and that's also what i tell my students it's little steps you make but you have to start making the first one and that's why i always congratulate every new student with the choice to come with me and start that journey because it starts with that one first baby step.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Amazing. So then I'm curious, like, so you were a DJ, you know, you became successful in the music scene and then when and how did it all come to the fact that? Now you say, okay, now I want to have other DJs, you know, I want to have yeah. other DJs to become one. And yeah then, you know i know that you have because i followed the classes and i was an students i have to admit of course but mm-hmm. then you know following your beautiful methodology right those four piece yeah right? yeah the big four yeah the big four etc so how did all come to the fruition
1: yeah well uh, also little steps like i i remember very clearly it seems not so long ago but it's already 12 years ago that we started me and my brother started the dj school and it was really a logical order of uh, growing into who you are. Uh, I mean, if it's all right, you keep developing your whole life. And we developed from being DJs. Like we did that for 10 years and it started to flatten out a little bit. It was like, it's still fun, but mm-hmm. you know, you, you, I think you, you know, right now that if you do your first performance, it's like nothing you ever experienced. It's like the big thrill, like, ah, is this isn't really happening. Uh, and of course, if you do that for 10 years, that starts like flattening a little bit, it was still, if we had a great party, we would be like, oh, yeah, we did it again, you know, but, <laughs> but it's not the same. And, uh, what we did experience that if the, I still remember one event where we were booked and we were asked to give a workshop in advance. So we were booked to play, but then they asked, can you tell the people, cause we, we met them earlier that day, mm-hmm. uh, could, could you tell them something about the DJ professional, maybe show them at the oh, DJ yeah. booth. And, and what we noticed that we found it so much fun to do that. And the people responded likewise, like they were like, oh, this is cool, you know, fun. And we was like, oh, damn, this is this is something we like. And my mother has been a teacher all her life and, and our friends know us very well. So we talked to friends about this development and they said, I remember one friend saying, yeah, this is, this, should we do something with this was our question. And they said, yeah, totally, man, you, you guys this is who you are so definitely go this direction put it on your website and that's what we did that's all it takes yeah and we put it on a website and uh, it's also a bit maybe it's lucky but again it's also i think luck is something you can you can force uh, if you take the right steps and directions Uh, but then people started calling us straight away and it was just a djing website it was just bookable djs as we were and then we just posted, yeah, we also do workshops. And like the next day people started calling us. i got thrilled. Yeah, yeah. And, but <laughs> I, it was lucky in the sense that like Jesto was on his high right then. And people started like, what the hell is he doing? This guy, he's playing a stadium. Or what? what is he doing? <laughs> Nobody knew what, what DJing really was. So the interest in that profession started to grow rapidly, and that's where we started. There was no other DJ school, so of course people were maybe googling it, and then it was like DJ workshop. Oh, let's call them. And so we started off in a room in the Volkskrant uh, uh, building uh, in Amsterdam. And it was just an office, but we just put a DJ set there, and people came in. At the first, I remember the first clients. I know who they are still. That said, afterwards, after the course, they were like. Yeah, it was so much fun. But yeah, I have to say I was a little bit shocked because we came in, it was just an office space with a DJ booth. But then the lessons <laughs> were so great that no problem, you know, but it, it just reminds you of how you start real small. And from there on, we kept on building, moved to another building. Now we're in the third building, like growing, growing, growing as a company does if you just do the right things. And, uh, mm-hmm. and in, uh, about the mythology, also I think it's essential that you look at your customers to know what you have to do. And what we noticed in the beginning is that the, the people that we had we were also you know, like it was uh, very exciting for us but also a little like what do we have to do with these people they come in they pay money now we have to teach them to be a dj how i mean nobody told us how to there's no study for that so uh, what what do we teach them and at the beginning we were really scared to like talk to the, the persons too long because it was like no you have to be behind the decks you know that's your lesson and uh we taught them how to mix and they did fine, but then when we heard them play live, it was horrible because they made so many mistakes, not in the technical area, but in all other areas where DJing mm-hmm. should be done. And that's how we developed our method, looking at, okay, let's look at ourselves and other professionals, or What what does a professional really do? And that's how we developed the big four method as to, okay, the tracks you play are the most important, the interaction with the audience is the second most important, then your technique is important. And then later on, cause we had like three pillars in the beginning. We, we had a fourth, which was more about how do you express yourself behind the DJ booth? So you're the energy you send out. But there was one thing that was missing. And that was the one thing that missed in our DJ career ourselves, which was entrepreneurship. Uh, so we added that later on. And nowadays we tend to tell students that that might be the most important one because <laughs> to actually get somewhere, you need to be an entrepreneur and do everything that is included in that area okay. where we weren't as good at that, uh, as we were as spinning. So we could have been Chester. Let's say we had, we had the potential to be better than Chester in DJ wise, mm-hmm. but we were not even at like a, a 1% of his entrepreneurship. Uh, so that's something you learn about yourself and you can actually teach your students to do that better than we could ourselves. Mm-hmm. And that's how the method uh, developed. Okay.
0: Yeah. Oh, fantastic. Very inspiring. So then I think it's a beautiful bridge to then the leadership. because I think it is all connected, right? The entrepreneurship, yeah. coaching, leadership. So how do you relate to it yourself as a person or also as a founder of DJ School?
1: Yeah, well, I think leadership, what really inspired me at certain times that I discovered the uh, Simon Sinek method of, of why, how, what, and, and that was really something that we already did. Uh, and just to, to explain a little bit, I think it's very much about knowing why you are doing what you are doing. And as I said earlier, for us, the essence is sharing positive energy. And how do we do it? using music as our tool because that's how we actually connect with the people and we can actually learn them how to express their positive energy and then uh, what do we do we actually teach djing and uh, uh, producing uh, as what we do in our classes but i think the whole leadership part is about finding out what you are as a person and let the company be that expression of who you are so it's not like I'm selling this, it's just selling. No, I'm, I'm selling myself. And that's what people started telling us. It's not, why were people so enthusiastic about the DJ school? It was not so much the DJ profession. Of course it was as well, but it also was the interaction with us. So as I said, in the beginning, we were just talking about the mixing part. And now I can just talk, as you know, I think <laughs> mm-hmm. I can just talk more to a student than we actually are behind the booth. And is that bad thing? No, it's a good thing. Cause. People learn more from that uh, in in a, in a human perspective, but also as a DJ. Then I would just be talking about the technical side of DJing, yeah. uh, okay. and I think that's how we try to to drive the DJ school.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I can share you my experience. And Actually, I love the talks more. Of course, you know you cannot go without the technical side, but then in the end to connect the dots or for me to like kind of, you know, visualize in my head,
1: mm-hmm. then in the
0: end, you know, get your experience or get your feedback, you know, from some of your stories or your examples and this and this and this, then like it's just gives a different, like, uh, like same thing, like you can learn theory or you can apply theory into practice yeah. or you yeah. can learn by just fuck ups. <laughs> yeah. And try and errors, so yeah. right? So then, it's, yeah. you know, and then your beautiful booth, you know, your studio, etc., And then just, you uh, yeah, I think it's a human to human interaction, you know, okay, there is, of course, a mentor and a student, mm-hmm. but in the end, we are all in it, in experience together. Yes. That's what I value the most. That it's more yeah, of a, oh, that's nice to hear. A, like a mutual conversation than just, you know, top down experience. Yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. And I, I, th- I think also if we tell our students what, what what, can you expect from us, then I always say our goal is to let you leave with more inspiration and positive energy than you came in, came in with. Mm-hmm. And this can be really extreme. I mean, we had suicidal students that actually were on the train, uh, uh rails that same morning, but still thought, yeah, but I like the lesson DJ school, t- let's do that first. <laughs> like, I mean, literally, wow. and, and we had a lot of people like that in, in any kind of circumstance where you can actually help them in their life in a more profound way than, as you say, just doing the material, whatever. Uh, stuff but also like this becoming soulmates and really sharing something significant mm-hmm. and I still think that drives us to this day to have that kind of connection to anyone that comes in because mm-hmm. uh, that will make you feel happy about what you actually accomplish with someone yeah. uh, and it makes me happy and it makes you happy so I think that that, that really makes you feel good about yourself because now I, I'm, I'm more of a director because my lessons are limited so I give about six seven lef- lessons a week um, but I do get the most energy out of that mm-hmm. even though the like the what I teach is not interesting for me anymore I mean I know what I'm going to say I know exactly where a student is and what their next steps are going to be it's not challenging for me but it's still very much fun and that's the human that's the human factor yeah
0: yeah it's, it feels more complete or more fulfilling yeah
1: right? yeah, yeah yeah like Talking you really about the contributed in the last yeah, months, right? yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that, that, but the, that is essential for me also in this period to have still this interaction where you cannot interact that much with others. Uh, my lessons really helped me because I'm like excited again after that.
0: Yeah. Oh, oh lovely. <laughs> it's one of the lucky moments like when you realize that like what you do is actually, you know, helping you, making you happy and others happy and then bringing the purpose into your life. So, like, yeah. A super amazing position to be in. Right.
1: Yeah. But I also think it's, it's my mission. And sometimes I think that's a big word, like what's your mission in life? What do you, what are you going to contribute? But I think, uh, for me, what I learned from is is that actually contributing means that you have something you can give where others can use it, you know? And for me, I was always born with this positive kind of energy and problem solving uh, skill. Like, if you give me a problem, I, I'm, I go on. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah I, I, I want to fix it, you know? So that helps. But then seeing that you can actually contribute in a way that you help other human beings, I think mm-hmm. you should, you can always uh, judge what you are doing based on how much is that the case. So to, to, to give your own uh, life uh, uh, uh uh, like a number from ranging from one to 10, I think a lot of that depends on what you can contribute. And if you can't contribute, uh, it's been measured that 70% of the people do jobs where they actually feel they do not contribute. And that's what makes them feel useless. And I also experienced that in the school, like a lot of people come in that have very decent or high level jobs, big incomes, and still they are very emotional when you experience the thrill of, this is, I can really get my feelings into this. It's music. I mean, that is all about feelings and I can express myself and then imagining they can eat also like influence others with that is such a big part of being happy that they start crying because it's like, yeah, I, I knew I wanted to do this when I was 20, but now I'm 40 and I'm I'm rich, but I'm not happy. And now I still discovered that this is what I should have done. So uh, if I, if I, that's also my focus in coaching in a more personal level is that I, it's called positive perspective is like offering that perspective to people and and really digging into who are you and what do you intrinsically in i think that's a really hard word to say (laughs) what 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 do you what do you want to do with your life if you look within yourself Uh, that's the essence of, of what i try to do
0: Oh, yeah. And I think what's, what's coming out of the stories, I think, is the fear, right? Or any other like, limitations that we have on yourself. So maybe, Ron, if you can share with us, with me. Like, I recently asked, uh, heard this question and I just it, it just touched me so much. Like, if you weren't afraid, what you would do now? Or what would mm-hmm. you have done differently before? Mm-hmm.
1: Any? Yes. Yeah, essential question. Also, yeah. if, if you take it uh, in the res- retrospect uh, mm-hmm. to look at your own life and see what chances did you miss. Uh, because it can really make your life uh, feel like full of regret, uh, and I do feel regret because I know which chances I missed. So, for instance, I, I know it's also circumstantial some of it, but I I really liked playing soccer and I was good at it. But I also was like uh, mentally vulnerable, and and when I was in puberty, I, I was I, I started soccer pretty late, but I was I did one training, I was set to the first team straight away, but then you get in touch with others that are more competitive and they were like, what are you doing here? And you're, you're a threat to me. And I was like 13. So you're in puberty and you're very insecure. Mm-hmm. And, and that really uh, I'm a sensitive person. So if somebody says something nasty, it's not like, Oh, I don't give a shit. Maybe now, but not then. And uh, so it, it took away the chance for me because I backed out of it to actually do what I love to do. And if I look back at my life, that's one of the things I regret in other perspectives. I did, come to the place where i wanted to be at uh, but now if i look around i see st- still see a lot of fear where i recognize it really quickly if people say certainly if i talk about my job others tend to tell me their dreams because it's like oh that's great man oh, yeah i also wanted to start at a restaurant yeah yeah but you know uh yeah i can't and then it's like what i always say well why why can't you uh-huh. yeah but i have this job and yeah if i quit i have no money and you know it's it's, it's like uh, looking at the impossibilities instead of the possibilities. And I think that's a way of thinking that's really glass half full, glass half empty. Mm-hmm. And I really try to motivate people around me to look at it always as glass half full because the options are there. And it's not about the options or the reality of what you can do. It's about your belief in, in, in the prospects of being able to, to, to take that journey. But as again, again, I try to motivate people to take it in very small steps. If you are about DJ, you like DJing and you might dream about. And also, I stimulate the dreaming. like if students come in, I tell them, what would you like to become? I mean, what do you want to do with this course? And they tell me really humble, like, yeah, it's not like I want to become a professional, it's just fun, you know, (laughs) and then I tell them, yeah, that's fine. Okay. But uh, if I would tell you that you were on this big stage two years from now, would you say, no, 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 (laughs) that's not for me. (laughs) And I was yes, yes, I would like to do that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So let's take that as a starting point. Mm -hmm. And it's all about that dream. Like you said, in the beginning, it's about believing in that. It's not going to be a dream, but being real in how to get there means you're going to have to struggle for years, maybe putting in those 10,000 whatever hours to be able to reach that level. Uh, But if you start with one hour a day (laughs) and another, and you seek coaching around you where you actually know how to invest this time, you will go up with these small, uh, compared to a staircase, small steps where you don't see the outside until you reach the top of the building, you look over and you're, damn, I'm there, you know, you you didn't notice it because you were on the journey, which is more fun than reaching the goal, I can say, but that's another conversation. Uh, If you're there... It's like something that might seem unachievable when you're all the way down, but if you take these small steps, they add up.
0: Yeah, oh, fantastic! And then maybe, how is, how are those experiences in your career life? Uh, But I guess in your case, it's also your passion and your part of your life do you see any commonalities in your private life or how can you use those experiences or those lessons or those learnings to your own you know me Roland or me my family or me, Mm -hmm. my surroundings
1: well essential for me is if i if i look at my wife as well she she, she's she she's more conservative than i am so so she but i did get her as far as to start her own company which she stopped again because she felt that life wasn't for her. Like you have to also live with the insecurity of, okay, how many jobs am I going to get? And so now she's back doing uh, like a regular job again, but, Mm -hmm. but I still feel that's what I should do. And with my children, I think the essence is giving them self-confidence. I think that's, that's, Key. That word is the essence of being able to live in the life that we can talk about. And yeah, you have to think of possibilities. If you don't have self-confidence, that's never, never going to happen. Okay. So, so I'm very, very, like that word is key for me. And to actually give my my kids confidence about who they are and what they might achieve, not not like um, spoiling them. Like yeah, you can, I'm going to make sure you're going to do everything you want. To give you. I mean, they're spoiled already if you compare it to my youth. They have everything they need and more too much. But again, okay, that's a time thing. Uh, But what I try to give them is a sense of you are great as you are. Mm -hmm. And if you want to achieve something, of course, they say, yeah, no, I don't want to do it. I can't do it. No, you can't do it. That's because you haven't tried and you're going to fail and failing. That's I tell my students, but I tell my kids as well. Failing is a part of learning. So you have to start failing. So failure is not a bad word. I mean, it has a very negative side to it. So it's yeah. it's more, I think you should call it trying. Trial, you said it yourself, trial and error. Yeah. Uh, and doing that in a direction where I try to look at them and analyze who are they. I mean, I see my oldest daughter really loves singing and she's actually really good at it. And I'm, ob- I'm objective. No, I'm not objective, but I think she really can sing. Uh, but she doesn't dare to. So I have to find a way to actually make her comfortable with singing uh, for other people. But I try to stimulate her in that area and not say, like, your school is important. And, yeah, you have to get high grades. Uh, I, I, I mean, she has to get the grades or else you won't get any education. But I really try to be pretty, very normal about that area of life because I I have a lot of comments on schools and how they are um, how they are done but uh, okay I can do my part in stimulating her to be able to express herself in the areas where I see that she like she uh, flicks on like oh hey I see that she's motivated I see she likes this and uh, my other daughter likes movies she's like me she's always You can't, you can't see that right now, but if you were had to have cameras as listeners, you would see me moving all around all the time. (laughs) So my youngest daughter is like that as well. So she's doing dancing right now because I see that that's something she loves to do. So trying to seek out and see who who, who the people around you are also with friends. I have a friend that has a very hard time choosing what he likes to do. So he keeps up uh, doing jobs where important for him is to have his iPhone and his Tesla, you know, okay. That might be fine, but he's very unhappy with the jobs. So I look at him and say you like audio, right? I know you like audio. You should, you should work at an audio company like sonas or whatever. And that, that does help because now actually years later, he's actually trying to make that transition. Uh, but yeah, so in, in my private life, I actually do the exact same thing as I do in the DJ school.
0: Yeah. So then you are saying you are a coach uh, coach to others. And who was a coach to you? Or where do you get the, the, the coaching from people, yeah. from energies, from your experience? Like who is uh, the one who yeah. you can come to when you feel low or you when you feel a little bit. Uh, yeah. you Yeah. Know,
1: well, firstly, little my little wife, less my okay. wife, uh, my, yeah. my, my dad once told me when I was like a little bit in an on off relationship with her, mm-hmm. I, I had a commitment fear, you might call that or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Like all guys have, uh, no, but uh, yeah, I might have been a bit early for me to like. I was also from another relationship, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Too much to talk about right now. But um, but what she was to me was that I heard through my mother that my dad told me, you know, he thinks she is your anchor, and that was just after my dad passed away because he passed away too early. That, but but yeah, okay right. shit happens that's but right. then my mother told me that and was that was just at the moment where i felt uh what am i gonna do relationship wise and and it really made me make that choice where she's so important for me as to fulfill that need i have to to develop because i need someone to look up to and to really listen to that i respect that actually can say things about me that i might not see that in my own mm-hmm. blind spots and that's what not to
0: be uh... Courageous enough to, to say it up you know, yeah. loud to yourself, right? Yeah, no, but yeah. it's very
1: hard to see your own. I mean, it's easy to, yeah. to talk about others, but it's, yeah. v- it's very hard to actually conclude that. For instance, I broke up with her a couple of years in the fall, and at first I was convinced that it was has to do with her. You know, yeah, you you did this wrong, you did that wrong. And then she started telling me, look, you break up every fall. You just have your winter dip. I know you're going to break up with me because that's who you are. You know, if if the fall starts entering, (laughs) you are not going to be that positive anymore. I was like, hmm, damn, might be right. So (laughs) So that's just one of the examples. And so there are so many that I can tell you about that she has a key role. Also still today, making my choices uh, with the DJ schools or which direction. And she's, a, she's highly sensitive. So that has downsides as well. But but again, it has a lot of upsides where she is very uh, great at analyzing what I am about, like emotionally and what is yeah, happening. And feeling, yeah, yeah, yeah. Saying, and, uh, and that really helps me. And then I have friends, of course, I have my brother, I have others that I consult. I have had people in the past that were like uh, second fathers to me, like my football coach was a very wise, philosophical man. Um, Uh, My my dad, who was very philosophical, so very strong opinions about everything, basically, but (laughs) that can be hard as well, but uh, very much also about what is life about. So like taking in the big picture of what choices do you make in your life to get most out of it Mm -hmm. because it's short uh, and it needs to be well-lived because we have no other reason uh, to do otherwise, right? I mean, there's no bigger thing unless you believe so, but uh, if you don't believe so, you have to like make the best of it right now
0: mm-hmm. oh, That's... Oh, oh, beautiful thank you for sharing it's yeah it's you're welcome lead. and the uh, yeah the power of network right or the con- support network yes know, like, however you call it right those mini tribes that we all calculated and help each other you know yeah. in both ways right essential
1: essential yeah. also if you don't have it it's it's very hard to be confident and solid in the choices you make and the directions you go
0: I'm always curious, like, okay, like, because you mentioned your daughter, she's still struggling to, you know, to be confident to sing out loud. Like, what, do, what, why is our human being structure so, like, fragile that mm-hmm. you just can't feel confident
1: already, you know, yeah. all the time? Some people <laughs> do, few... <laughs> but there are exceptions, I think. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think it's because we are so socially sensitive. Mm-hmm. So we are so looking for acceptance and yeah, uh, being recognized, yeah. and we are so sensitive to reject- rejection that is if there's something we are most scared of it's rejection yeah. and negative inputs so if you sing and you feel naked because it's all you yeah. so if somebody would say <laughs> it's off key it's bad it will destroy you because it's all about you i mean if you say you are a you you're a really bad coach that would that can really have an impact if, if i if i take you seriously because it's me you know just like i would say yeah you're ugly or you're stupid it makes an impact if you think that is could be true. So we're so socially sensitive that we're very much about, yeah, can I express myself here safely? And that's something that needs to grow as as you can take these baby steps. And then as long as you get positive feedback, I, I, I personally, I'm always looking for positive feedback. So I'm a sensitive person and I, I like you to like me. It's important for me that you like me because that gives me a good feeling about myself. And I see others that are much more like, I don't need that confirmation. It's just who I am. I do the things I do and you might like it, you might not like it. I'm not like that. So I need you to like what I do or else I will feel not confident. And I think it's also about that part of knowing who you are yourself. Yeah, your self awareness. Yeah. But what I helps think
0: you and what's, uh, Yeah. yeah what
1: but you as mean? you say, it's still very sensitive to express yourself and as soon as you can it's hard for me to imagine others can't in certain areas. So what mm. seem, might seem for me as easy, I get confronted with it every day because I walk my children to school and I tend to want to sing. Now, I'm not a great singer, but I'm not a really bad singer. But my children tell me every second somebody shows up or I'm outside. They say, "Shut up, Dad! Shut up! Shut up!" <laughs> and why do they tell me? Because they might feel ashamed if other people hear me sing. As I'm okay with that. I mean, others can hear me sing off key. That's okay. I think people might like it if I sing because it shows that I'm happy, you know. But yeah. they are like, no, no, we exactly. don't want to get noticed. We don't yeah. want you to sing. Yeah. Like the person, I will tell them, you know, like, yeah. hey, I like this about you. I like that about you. And, and it's amazing what kind of impact that has. Yeah. And so, costs
0: anything, right? Yeah. yeah. But oh, it yeah. doesn't happen
1: that often. A lot of people feel that way. It's like, oh, I admire you, man. But they tell you years later in a drunk, more than, yeah, man, I really man, I love you. And
0: then they are sh- ashamed after they get
1: started. Yeah, they say why? Or, uh, it's not even about yeah. you. That, that's why I'm not ashamed more also with approaching women or anyone to tell them, hey, I really like you, man. And they will they will get red in the face, not me, because they are like, what's happening, you know? I just yeah. said it, you know? But
0: then they remember it for the rest of their life, and maybe they will also say it next time yeah. somewhere else. Yeah,
1: yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, but it's God. easy so. to make that kind of impact, but you have to start doing it and not feel too much about yourself. I, I started doing it because I started feeling it's about you. It doesn't say anything about me. I mean, of course it's the, I'm the one saying it, but how can it be bad for me to say something positive about someone else? Yeah. Oh, and it doesn't get bad because people always like positive input, but I don't get it that much. I also tell in workshops where I'm with companies, I tell them, listen, uh, a DJ is such a great profession because you get positive feedback from a lot of people in a very expressive way. That makes it such a great job, but how much positive feedback do you receive in a year when you work? You'd be happy to have your, well, boss or anyone, colleagues saying positive things a couple of times a year, maybe. We should do that more often.
0: Yeah. It's never too much. No, No. (laughs) Wow. Oh, that's a beautiful ending, I think, Roland. I think it's a beautiful, like kind of a closure, you know, Mm -hmm. on a happy note, but on a happy, I think, authentic, genuine note, you know, Mm -hmm. that it's never enough or it's never enough and never too much of this optimism or positivity, even if it's heavy and intense, Yes. is there anything that you would like to close off? Is there anything that your heart still says you want to share? Um, um...
1: I think I said a lot already, but <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I think the essence is uh, what I want to give people is the, the possibility of making yourself and others happen, happy. is not that far away. It's not that hard to start doing the things that you love and that you're gonna make others happy with. I think that would be my central message. It's just like we talked about it just now, smiling, making positive remarks about someone, uh, joining people that you like and in what they do and something that inspires you, taking baby steps in that area that makes it more achievable it's not like oh yeah but that guy has everything no it's you can get that as well if that's what you want if you take these little steps and start that journey without well being fearless there's nothing to fear about that's maybe that's my my last note Uh, the reality is never as frightening as the fears you might have Mm. let's start let's end on that note In your head are, yes. Yeah. Even the worst things you can imagine, if they happen to you and they happen to me, they're like, oh, this is just stuff happening, you know, and it's not something. And if I dream about it, it's worse.
0: Mm-hmm. Whoa, I get thrills. And I think it's another reminder for me that I just love this podcast. and I Yeah. Just so, you know, invite people over just to so at least even for me, you know, get nourished with. Well, I like beautiful... that you do
1: this. I think it's also yeah. expression of who you are, right?
0: I think so, yes. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, I had a... Quite a heavy or low morning but then i said okay it's not so heavy anymore so thank you so much yeah thank
1: you that. as well because i feel better right now than i did before we started oh. so that's what we contributed yeah. yes
0: exactly it goes both great way. job super. so thank you so much you're uh, welcome super nice to uh, see you and then good luck with your next stages of your dg school you know professionally you. and privately and i hope we will be able to see each other again, you know, on a scene, on a dance floor. Yes, and that would be crowds great. and beautiful music <laughs> and sound system and we all will. that we stuff. We will, we will. Yeah,
1: <laughs> we for sure. Super. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Thank you. <laughs> Thank Bye. You.